There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. And I said, I want to win the league, but I want to win it better. You can understand that, can't you? Yes. Good luck. So he's almost like having a second captain in the team. <laughs> second captain, first captain, whatever. World Service members, Monday only listeners, I hope you're all having a wonderful Christmas so far. We're making today's episode free for everyone because, quite frankly, the world is a better place with a touch of US Murph's festive cheer in all our lives. I'm not saying this is a one-stop solution for all the issues facing society as we reach the end of a, another tumultuous year, Murph, but it's a start. <laughs> it's our contribution on, isn't it? Yeah, you don't, do, you don't even mind your own house. Yeah. Can you? Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're, just, we're pulling all the levers we can. You know, yeah, to we're make activating the, world the US Murph ha- happiness lever. Yes, we are. And we're activating it with extreme prejudice today, Owen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our gang's all here. End of year Liberty Hall shows are brought to you with thanks to O'Hara's Irish craft beers. US Murph himself summed up his trip in a beautiful tweet. Good cheer, quality conversation, solid laughs, sneaky poignancy, add some Dublin Christmas snow, and the best hidden pubs. Home run, sports fans. <laughs> the hidden pubs, I gotta say, Brian can sniff out an off the beaten trail booze are better than most. Let me tell you, it's not all Kehoes and Grogan's. Yeah, honestly, Owen, uh, he went to a pub that even most of us hadn't hadn't heard of. I had <laughs> heard of it, uh, but had steered clear. Um, but you know, four fifty pints. You know, say what you like. Euro fifty say, say what you like about the, the boast of the barman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Say what you like about the Americans. Uh, you know, the 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 American economy is still a behemoth. Yeah, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. for uh, bargain hunting like that. That has made them the world's <laughs> last remaining superpower. <laughs> you know, he has an action plan when he steps into pubs in Dublin, which I wasn't aware of until this trip. Believe it or not, and his wife Candace wouldn't believe it, only she was there to see it. <laughs> he shuts his mouth for the first five minutes he's in there. His theory is, you walk into a boozer and start shouting your loud American mouth off, you're going to be judged straight away. You will be served. You, won't, you probably won't be turfed straight out. I mean, you, you know, but with the bare minimum of Dublin barman charm. Yeah. But keep quiet for a few minutes. What do you think happens? The barman starts talking to you. Where are you from? Welcome to Dublin. What mm. other pubs have you been to? Our pints are only four euro fifty. <laughs> he then informs you that his pint is better than all those other ones. And anyway, you end up getting into a warm, convivial conversation that probably wouldn't have taken place if you just burst in shouting the odds about how Joe Montana is still the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> wow. I mean, strings. I, I, to be honest, I hadn't heard of this plan. Yeah. Uh, yeah right. And it does seem pretty much unbelievable to me, but 
you've told me. No, Candace verified it. Candace verified. Well, he he stays stum for a few minutes and just waits for the conversation to come to him, and then doesn't shut his mouth <laughs> thereafter. You know, there's a, there's a lot of talk about the about the, yeah. the the glory period of of Irish society when Brian was here, ninety two to ninety four, yeah. whatever, about which he knows every single detail <laughs> far more than we can remember. That's it, on that's it. You know, yeah. uh, and you know when the barman's ear has been well and truly talked off him. He, Brian can always have recourse to that age-old uh, statement. You started it. Uh, uh, <laughs> that, uh, you know, that, that alone means the barman can't even feel bad about it. This was the first time we've had Brian over since 2019. So a massive thanks to Aer Lingus for flying him here and to the Hyatt-centric hotel in the Liberties for putting him up. He had some nice snowy walks with Candace through Dublin City back to his hotel. And you didn't work him too hard, Murph. No. He was on stage for one night only. One night only. Thursday night he crowd. He gave it all he got though, didn't he? He gave it all he got. What was he doing for the rest of his time? Just swanning around, meeting his old guy, all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, he met the the three, uh, two lads from Limerick and one lad from the windswept hill of Tulla, as he mm-hmm. loves to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he met his, his old housemates from 92. Uh, the ah. boys of summer. Uh, on Friday night, they had a lovely dinner. And then they went back to... <laughs> Went back to the 450 bites. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it on. He did, um, yeah. He, so well, He got good value. He probably heard about the impossibility of finding a good value pint. Yeah, in and I'm sure the, I'm sure the lads up. up from the country appreciated, uh, uh, yeah. uh, you know, a, a price, uh, a pint price schedule, uh, uh, structure that they could uh, appreciate and maybe even recognise. You're going to hear from Brian today about his top three US sports stories of 2022, as well as another huge story, maybe the biggest of the lot, one that was breaking just as US Murph touched down on the other side of the world. And a heads up about tomorrow's podcast, December 28th, will be a live football pod. So you'll be hearing Ken on whatever's been going on since the return of the Premier League on Stevens's Day. Now, the main man at Liberty Hall. And by the way, the beautiful live piano intro music is provided by the wonderful Kieran Quinn, the piano man himself. 
is this the part where I say, sing us a song, you're the piano man. Maybe later, Brian. That's not a bad old voice you got there. That was my man. I, my, my dream is to be George Hamilton singing Aww. piano man here. Hey, I learned a long time ago when I showed up at a Claire Easter dinner with no gifts or drinks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Never show up with uh, uh, both arms the same length. Sure. So gifts, boys. Oh, yeah, gifts. Well, of course. There we yeah. go. All right. I need big applause here. What for uh, it's cold out, so we got you guys beanies for the boys. Oh okay. yeah, lovely. Excellent. Excellent. Starting with the boy, the boys of summer, right here, San Francisco Giants beanies for the MVPs, Mark and Simon. Yeah. <laughs> and when I say MVP, I mean goddamn nice. MVPs, right over there. Uh, from a man as handsome as Jimmy G, Kieran, yes. San Francisco yes. 49ers. I agree completely. And. For why I will always hold you in the highest regard. Before the Splash Brothers were the Splash Brothers. Well, of course. The only man to make the journey over to the old Oakland Oracle Arena. A true logoed Golden oh, State Warriors. Right. For beautiful, there you beautiful. Go. Thank you. Classy. A classy gesture from a classy gentleman. And shout out my man playing Springsteen on piano over here, too. Yeah. Kieran. <laughs> and listen, I gotta say, I gotta apologize here to US Murph because we brought him over just as the biggest story of the year breaks on KNBR. Aaron Judge, the biggest name in baseball, was supposed to join the Giants and then kind of said, mm, fuck you guys, I'm staying with the Yankees. <laughs> our, now, our own pundits, Brian, aren't averse to broadcasting from drinking establishments every now and again, as we know. I had a number of Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> so I see you were right into Fallon's when you touched down in Dublin, then very quickly onto the long haul. But you weren't just tweeting about this Aaron Judge story. It was so huge that you were pressed into action on air, on KMBR. You stepped outside Fallon's, went live on air. Do we want to hear Brian talking about this story a couple of pints in? I think we do. <laughs> yeah, I got U.S. Murph checking in live from Dublin on the Aaron Judge situation. And Murph, I got to tell you the truth, bro. It's a d- we opened up the phone lines today, Murph. We had to talk to some of the people. It's a dark day in the Bay. How you doing, man? I stand outside of a pub, guys, called okay. Fallon's. Yeah, nice. Oh, Fallon's. Yeah, Fallon's. I sent you, you guys a picture of this joint. Okay, Dude, let's I see. walked in. It's, it's, it's freaking Christmas right up in this piece, bro. Yeah. It is a warm, cozy womb of pints and Christmas lights <laughs> and pink faces and Irish accents, dude. Good, good. And just people bundled up, coming in from the cold, shivering off the cold, saying, Bartender, two pints, please. Bro, I just had <laughs> the deepest pull yeah. off of a pint, yeah. the richest, creamiest freaking pint. <laughs> yeah. But I need it. I need it yeah. to carry this pint outside. Oh, well, thank you. Boys. Here's my thing. <laughs> like, beautiful. Have you ever... Have you ever heard a scene set as good as that? And that's after six pints. Unbelievable. Do you feel like you're in the warm, cozy womb of pints and pink faces here tonight, Brent? I've gone from the womb out into the cold, cruel world here, boys. As we all do, right? We all all get out of the womb and then we face the the cold realities of life. And Aaron Judge spurning my Giants for the New York well, Yankees. Well, tell us about this. Why is this such a big deal? How amazing well, a player is this guy, shit. first of all? It's so funny. It's been a, how long have we been friends? Almost 20 years now. And I know when I go baseball, everybody just tunes out and they go listen we to their music baseball. and all that. And I'm not having that now. We but, love baseball. Okay, so all right. Go. Well, Aaron Judge would be one of the great U.S. sports stars striding across our land today. Now, I say striding across our land because the guy is almost like a Paul Bunyan figure. Six foot seven. 
home run hitting machine, like something you would create in a laboratory or a movie. You just don't get big, gigantic sluggers hitting long, soaring, arcing home runs that are just out of a storybook, right? Like this guy is, is everything that you want, a colossus, right? And he plays for the New York Yankees, right? Manchester, well, I would say Manchester United, but that's no more, right? Uh, <laughs> Liverpool probably more. Technical. Who is it now? Man City? Who is it now? Uh, but I mean, the New York Yankees, who would be arguably, well, there's no question, the premier sports franchise in the United States and one of the great global brands, right? But he's from Northern California, right? And that's, of course, where we where you'll be wearing mm -hmm. your beanies from, right? Yes. Uh, oh, the beanies are on, too, by the yeah. way. Uh, and so he's from Northern California, and the word was he grew up loving the San Francisco Giants and dreaming of playing for the San Francisco Giants. And for us in Northern California, we're like, oh, my God, there is a God. There's a heaven. This great, giant, mythical creature is going to come play for his hometown team. And he's told stories to all the writers about all the players he idolized growing up and about how much uh, he dreamed of being, wearing those colors, et cetera, et cetera. We're like, we're going to steal Aaron and judge from the Yankees and he flew out two weeks ago guys there was uh, some cruel tricks being played on the internet he appeared in the hotel of a very fancy uh, the lobby of a very fancy San Francisco hotel miraculously there was somebody there to film to say oh wait I is this Aaron Judge in a lobby he said oh hi I'm just here yeah. visiting friends and family oh, there was this whole setup from his agent and everything that he was oh, in San God. Francisco so we got just riled up to the we were on a scale of one to ten we were 20 as you can see outside the pub and in the, I'm sitting in Fallon's, and the word comes that he's decided to stay with the New York Yankees for a record contract, nine years, 360 million U.S. dollars, 40 million U.S. dollars a year, and he goes back to the Yankees, and now we feel, boys, used. Oh, well, you were used. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know it's, 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 hard to, it's hard to know when exactly you're being used while you're being used, but like, now is the, the come down all the harder for realizing that... It was a game being played by Judge and his agent, obviously, all along. I went from feeling so romantic about this guy, a Northern California boy. His mom and dad live in a small town called Linden, California. You wouldn't even know it. It's about 90 miles east of San Francisco. But I went from feeling this great love and, and romantic feelings for this guy to now I can't wait to boo the shit out of him <laughs> next time I see him. Right? <laughs> was there any detail coming through on what exactly happened? This is or still so through? fresh, guys. No words from his camp. No words from the Yankees, no words from the Giants other than Farhan Zaidi, our, egg, our egghead nerd uh, general manager or head of baseball ops who's brought in Moneyball to the Giants, which, you know, that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. But uh, he has said that he feels that he was not used. He feels like it was all done in good faith. And he said, in fairness to Aaron Judge, it's up to him. To, he's allowed to go kick his tires and, and, and read his uh, market and see his options and we gave our best play, and we didn't get it, but that didn't stop the rage from coursing through. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that sounds like the sort of thing you might say three weeks from now. But right now, it's a kind <laughs> yes, of a different, exactly. it's a different so, uh, mindset. So I'm glad to be with you all here, and in, now I'm feeling more back in the womb as I talk about it. I feel the comfort of, the, uh, <laughs> of this feeling, but it was a raw... And, and to be a host in San Francisco and have this happen the day you land in Dublin, right? <laughs> So I felt I kind of called in to make sure the boss knew I was still working. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Don't it's worry. Like, Ken's missed basically every major football story in Ireland. For the, every, he goes on holidays for a week. We get tweets from everyone saying, oh, my God, Ken's on holidays. What, 
What amazing news is going to break this week? Well, if you go look at the comments under my social media when I post it from San Francisco Airport, a lot of people saying, as soon as those wheels are up, let us know, because Judge will sign at that point in time. <laughs> and he did! Well, yeah, for the wrong Listen, that story is a gut punch for you, Brian, but hopefully this year brought you some happy memories as well. So what we want you to do for our audience here tonight, specifically, is to bring us U.S. Murph's top three sports stories of 2022. So what was dominating the airwaves on KNBR this year? I get to do my, my Christmas list, my yeah. year-end list yeah. here. research for your own show that you're probably going to be yeah, doing. Yeah, <laughs> for the Murph and Mackey's next week, right? There you go. You guys still have the bobblehead. Don't, don't worry. Don't oh, worry about man, us. That's so touching there. Uh, yeah, my top three sports stories of the year. Well, we did some, some intense research mm-hmm. here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can't notice. You don't notice that, but that's laminated, all right? So... <laughs> It's even got different font, too, a yeah, bold yeah. <laughs> and a regular top. And it says U.S. Murph's top three stories, too. Uh, well, let's start with what I know you guys have. And in the years of being with you guys, I know that the listeners, the subscribers, the great second captains uh, nation out there, you guys love the NFL, don't you? You love the NFL, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are there any 49ers fans here? Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Put that damn beanie on, would yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I'd be, I'd be curious to know if there's anybody in Irish sport or European sport that could match my number three story, and that's the man Jimmy Garoppolo, or as we like to call him, Jimmy G. Is there a picture of him up there? Right there, there? he is there, looking well. Ladies always. and gentlemen, is that the most handsome man you've ever seen right there? <laughs> I mean, my God. Uh, and there's an actual strain of thought that says that people like me who enjoy Jimmy G are actually more enthralled by his handsomeness than we are by his actual play. <laughs> so en- en- enthralled by it, yes. A guy called into our show once when we were defending Jimmy G because he is limited as a quarterback. He's not, he's not the greatest quarterback of all time. He's not Joe Montana. He's not Tom Brady. This guy called into our show. He was enraged with us as we were defending Jimmy G, and he said in a soundbite that we have to this day, he said, you guys think he's a supermodel! <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's kind of true. You know what I mean? <laughs> But anyway, Jimmy Garoppolo is, has been the 49er quarterback for the last five years, and he took the team. This guy's story is incredible. He backed up Tom Brady in New England, right? That's story number one, right? Because, I mean, you're backing up Brady. You're, you're in the presence of greatness and everything. He gets traded to the 49ers as a surprise trade in 2017 and immediately finds great success, leads the 49ers to the Super Bowl in 2019. But in a critical moment in the fourth quarter in a close game, misses an open receiver late. We lose, we, 49ers lose the Super Bowl. Many blame Jimmy G. Jimmy G's a bum. I said, well, you're in the Super Bowl. You know, you make a play. You don't make a play. God bless him for trying. We're in the Super Bowl. We're not 6-10. and 10. We're not looking on the outside in. Anyway, he then battles injuries. He comes back in 2021, leads the 49ers on a late-season run, leads them to a late-season win at the Rams with an incredible drive, leads them to playoff road wins in Dallas and Green Bay, just burnishing the lore, and again, loses in the NFC Championship to the Rams. The 49ers then make a move to basically fire him. They trade three first-round draft picks to draft his replacement, a kid out of North Dakota State named Trey Lance. It's amazing because he wins and he wins and he wins, and yet the Niners said, you're not good enough. So he was put in this awkward position of being fired publicly. And in this calendar year of January 22, when he lost that game to the Rams, he gave this emotional press conference where he said to the media, he said, it's been a hell of a ride, guys. I love you. See ya. And I was crying. I was like, oh my God, Jimmy, I'm going to miss you, man. But guess what? The months pass on and he decides that his shoulder hurts. He gets shoulder surgery 
and he can't get traded. The Niners can't move him. So he's stuck on the 49ers roster while this young kid, Trey Lance, takes over the job. So we have this awkward summer where he's shunted to the side on a side practice field while the 49ers train with Trey Lance. And we say, well, trade Jimmy. You're going to have to trade Jimmy. You're going to have to trade Jimmy. Well, guess what? No takers for Jimmy. No takers for Jimmy. And in a stunning move in late August, right before the NFL season starts, the 49ers re-sign him to a new contract. He's back. The supermodel's back. It's crazy. But what's he going to do? He's going to back up Trey Lance. Well, what happens, guys? Two weeks into the season, Trey Lance breaks his ankle, and Jimmy G runs onto the frickin' field, our savior again, and leads the Niners to a win streak. They win. They're eight and four. Everybody loves him again. And just last week, broke his foot out for the year again. So those, yeah. the highs, the lows, the highs, the lows, the highs, the lows, the highs, the lows, and he's still damn handsome. All right? <laughs> you can see, I mean, you can see, but you, like, you can see him throwing a few touchdown passes here as well, Brian. So he was going well. Is this the miss? No, oh, no, no this, this, is, this is him on fire all season this, uh, this year thus far. Yeah, this was but, the glory days when he came back. It was such an amazing story because he was gone, he was fired. I'm trying to think if you guys have any uh, analogy to an Irish or European sporting star who'd been like publicly fired or humiliated and then somehow winds up back in the spotlight. Mm. I mean, it's an incredible story. Yeah, so, okay, it's that was number three. Very well-deserved number three. At number two, who well, have you got? My man? I mean, guys, how many times have we come and talked Steph Curry on this show? Mm. Uh-huh. I mean, and, and I'm preparing for our year-end show, the Murph and Mackeys, and, and Steph's probably going to win our Bay Area Player of the Year, I would imagine. He was just named Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year. But when I look at this year, you talk about Jimmy G being left for dead and then coming back. Well, Steph Curry and the Warriors were left for dead three years ago, right? When Kevin Durant left, Clay Thompson blew out his ACL and his knee, and it was over. Three championships, glorious, historic, the whole deal. Well, look what happens in 2022. This guy may be fitter than ever, may be playing his best basketball ever, somehow, someway cobbles together the post-Kevin Durant Warriors and takes them to the NBA Finals. But who's waiting? The Boston Celtics, who are young, Jason Tatum uh, and, uh, pardon me, uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, young talents, and, and, the, and the Warriors are up against a Celtics team. Well, guess what? Warriors are down two games to one, game four in Boston. And it's, it might be over. It might be over. Boston wins. They're up three games to one. But in one of the great performances in the history of U.S. basketball, Steph Curry in Boston on the parquet floor scores 43 points in a stunning knockout of the Boston Celtics on his own, basically shoulders the team on, wins game four in an emotional, dramatic Incredible kind of, performance. A little bit attitude of as well. Cra- uh, yeah, like yeah. it's kind of baiting the crowd as well. well a little bit I mean, a little well. backstory. Game. Th- so Draymond Green had had a. Draymond Green was our, our sort of our bad dude, our, our heavy, our villain, as it were. He had gotten into it with the Boston players, and he had uh, committed a hard foul. Well, game three, we go to Boston, tied one-one, and the entire Boston Garden crowd chants, "F you, Draymond." F you, but they're not saying F, right? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the clarification, Brian. So extraordinary polite fans in Boston, of course, we know this. Notoriously polite sports crowd there in Boston of all places. The heck with you, Draymond. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) It rattled Draymond so much, he has since admitted since then that he was truly, for the first time in his life, intimidated. Well, Steph Curry knew this, and in game four, hits two three-pointers in the first minute and starts screaming at the Boston crowd. Starts yelling at them, and people say, whoa, this is very out of character. We only found out years, months later after the parade, Steph said, 
well, that was me taking the Boston crowd off of Draymond and putting it on me. Being the ultimate teammate, being the ultimate winner, and then performing at that level. He scores 43 in game four. They win. They come home. They win game five. They go back for a game six in Boston. In front of Brian and Declan Murphy. That's correct. Game five. Very good knowledge right there. That was actually Andrew Wiggins' great game, not Steph's. But in game six, they go to Boston. And guys, U.S. history here, only two teams ever have clinched on the Boston Celtics home floor, or as they call it, the parquet, right? Mm -hmm. Party on the parquet. The 1985, I believe, L.A. Lakers, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and the 2022 Steph Curry Warriors. So that's definitely, definitely one of the great sports stories of the year. He continues to astound, guys. Wasn't there a narrative as well that people started liking him again and liking the Warriors again, having grown to really hate you guys? Well, I never stopped loving the Warriors, you? I'm talking about, of course. I'm talking about my Warriors. Where's your beanie, buddy? Where's your beanie? It's here. It's all right. It's very warm in here, but I'm not wearing a beanie. I'll definitely wear it afterwards. Have you turned into a cynical journalist on me? No, no, I'm still on Warriors. Don't you worry about that. But no, you're right. The Kevin Durant arrival to the Warriors made them the villains, right? They were the obvious villains. So they were seen yes as villains some people don't like Steph they think his shimmy or his chewing on the mouthpiece or his and what he did in Boston now his new move guys Mm. Night, night. <laughs> right, he does that. He does night. That should be the new si- second captain sign-off, by the way. Night, night. Yes. Yeah, it's <laughs> a little intimate for. Uh, it's, it's like close to the wind. I don't know how many of our listeners he did like the night, them night, night. night. <laughs> so, uh, they're back. Go sleep for another night there. <laughs> he hit a three that put them up fifteen in Game Six, and, and had the audacity. The audacity of night, night, yeah, uh, yeah. as Barack Obama might say. Uh, so anyway, that was easily, easily, and he was just named Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year. Yeah, of course, it's not what it used to be, SI, but yeah. it's still something. Yeah, it's absolutely, something. it deserved number two. So there was one story though, Brian, that really did it for you this year, and it shows admirable personal growth on your part that you're prepared to look outside just San Francisco <laughs> for this story. So tell us about your your number one. So, we go back to baseball, right? But we don't just go back to baseball. We go back to life in general. We're going to talk about one of the coolest dudes in the history of U.S. sports. Is he wearing a Dodgers outfit here? Dusty Baker. (laughs) Great name, too, by the way. Dusty Baker. Sounds like he's in ZZ Top, doesn't he? (laughs) Um, Yeah, he is wearing a Dodgers kit, as you would say. Uh, But that was only one stop in his way. He actually started as an Atlanta Brave. A lot of people are like, who's Dusty Baker? Dusty Baker's a 73-year-old man. 73! Your old man, who just won. <laughs> I'm getting close, believe me. Uh, who just won the goddamn World Series, okay? He just won the World Series as the manager of the Houston Astros. And that is significant on so many levels. I, I don't have the time. I know we got to get going here. I know we got other guests coming, but I could talk to you guys for hours about Dusty Baker. Um, where do we start? Him winning, the, him winning the World Series for the Astros, you start on a simple level. The Houston Astros are the most reviled team in U.S. sports. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Well, why, they famously exactly? got caught blatantly cheating. Blatantly cheating. Like, you guys might have your sly cheaters in hurling or Gaelic football or soccer. I don't know, or rugby. Mm. There's guys who do something on the side here or there, work in a margin here or there. Well, the Houston Astros had this elaborate computer system of reading and stealing signs from the other team to know what pitch was coming. <laughs> what put it over the top was they actually had a, a key moment where when they were trying to transmit a, a message to the hitter, they would bang a garbage can lid on top of a garbage can. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> like Oscar the frickin' Grouch yeah. in Sesame Street. You know what I mean? Subtle. 
Yeah, exactly. So it was so bad. It was such ham-fisted, horrible cheating, right? That they were just there had a hundred percent disapproval rating mm. from America, uh, and so what happened was the, the Major League Baseball came down. They stripped them of their manager. They stripped them of their general manager. They basically tried to strip the franchise bare. Their owner Jim Crane said, "I only have one move left, and that's to hire Dusty Baker, who's the most bulletproof guy in U.S. sports." Dusty's story goes back to when he was a young Atlanta Brave and a teammate of Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron, guys, we're talking like history mm. here. Fifty freaking years ago, all right. He was in the on-deck circle when Hank Aaron hit the home run that passed Babe Ruth. This guy's okay, kind of like right. Zelig of U.S. sports. Moreover, as writers got to know him more, they found out he is a maniacal music head. If you walk into his office, you could be hearing anything from B.B. King to Frank Sinatra to John Coltrane to Tupac to any, any – he's the coolest music man in U.S. sports, and he plays it all in his office. You'll hear, you'll hear it all. And he finds out, they come to find out, he goes, oh, yeah, they, somebody asked him about Jimi Hendrix one time. He said, oh, yeah, I know Jimmy. I smoked a joint with Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> they said, you smoked? Yeah, I smoked it at the Monterey Pop Festival in 1967. <laughs> Dusty Baker, this same guy who just won the World Series in 2022, hence making U.S. Merch yeah, number one. He wrote a book about hanging out in the Monterey Pop Festival with Jimi Hendrix. Called which Kiss is, the Sky. Yeah, it's This guy amazing, is the most yeah. interesting coach in the world, all right? So he, Dos Equis couldn't couldn't sign him, so they had to go with the other guy. So he has his Jimi Hendrix history. He has his Hank Aaron history. Then he becomes a Dodger, and while he's a Dodger, guys, he invents the high five. Hold on high a five. second. Yeah, go for it. No, no one invents a high five. I mean, we he can do terrible two really high lame high fives there. Those Paul are like the worst Paul Azinger of all time. style Paul Azinger, Cup that time. The U.S. caddy PGA yeah, yeah. Tour for. Uh, <laughs> I missed. I missed. Anyway, I no, he invented. Sure. I remember, hadn't invented that actually. Now that I think yeah. about it, <laughs> he invented the high five. I'm not sure the actual origin, but he, the story is that in the Dodgers, as a Dodger, somehow, some way, they went from the low five to the high five, <laughs> the low ten to the high ten. So anyway. Um, uh, that's, this is all part of Dusty's yeah. arc, right? Mm. Um, he had two tragic turns as a manager with the San Francisco Giants, hence mm-hmm. your beanie over there, in which the Giants were about to win the World Series in 2002, up three games to two, up five nothing in the seventh inning. It was over. He famously went to pull the starting pitcher, Russ Ortiz, and in a move that haunts Giants fans to this day, when Russ Ortiz was walking off the mound, Dusty gave him the baseball, which was, you don't do that. You keep the baseball until the reliever comes in. It was seen as a, we are going to celebrate with this baseball later move. Well, guess what happened? The Angels came back, scored six runs, won that game, won the World Series. Dusty was cursed. What's that? Yeah. So. No. <laughs> I have no idea what was said there, but he's fine. Don't worry. Uh, and then he was then manager of the Chicago Cubs when Steve Bartman, Steve oh, Bartman yeah, leaned yeah. over the rail. If you remember the 30 for 30, yes. about the, the guy who tried, the fan who tried to catch a ball. Basically the caught the opponent's ball, turning it into a home run, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dusty was that manager. So he's cursed. He has this incredible history, but he can't ever win it. And he's done. He's not going to get hired. When he was hired, he was gardening in Sacramento, just tending to his garden. He was 70 years old. He got hired by the Astros, and this year slayed Aaron Judge and the Yankees and then slayed the Philadelphia Phillies and Bryce Harper to be what has to be the greatest sports story of the uh, U.S. sports season. It sounds like it, especially if you manage to turn you around. We can see him here. This, this is lovely stuff, actually. Yeah. Is, look at deli- delighted he is. And he, you mentioned that they were notorious for cheating their way to the last World Series. Aren't they also 
Ted Cruz's team. <laughs> <laughs> and yet US Murph is sitting here telling him he lo- tell us now that he loves the Astros, we should all be supporting them. That, this guy must be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> turn you around up, Shit, I can't be responsible for Ted Cruz, can <laughs> I? <laughs> can't blame you for everything going on in America. Right there, as they asked him, they said, well, what do you do now? He's 73 years old. He goes, what do I do? He goes, let's party, is what he said. <laughs> That's what he's saying right there. So it's an incredible story. What a journey. I mean, again, I don't know if there's any comp in Irish or Eurosport of just some... It would be, how old's Alex Ferguson these days? Is he... Uh, oh, 81, Yeah, 82, we'll bring him back 100. and win a championship. And how would that go? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, or who's the most cursed manager who never won one in, in English Premier League football? You know, the best manager who never was. Uh, well, I mean, I, I want to say James Horan of Mail, but that, yeah. it might seem a little impolite if I said it. So, yeah. Brian, uh, I'm glad we could function as your research buddies for your, your Murph and Mackies next week. But the most important question of all is the World Cup. Now that your beloved US are knocked out, despite Murph's many predictions that they were going to beat the Netherlands. I stuck my neck out for two teams during this entire World Cup. The USA and Canada. And they both disappointed me massively. And Wales and Mexico. Wales and Mexico, yes. USA, Canada, Wales, Mexico. I think it was four. Uh, So who is going to win the thing now, Brian? We need the US Murph football prediction. I tried to get, you know, I've come with props before. Remember I wore these, uh, the Obama sweater that one year yes. and everything? Um, I tried to get an ugly U.S. holiday soccer sweater, or <laughs> jumper, as you would say, huh? Uh, and uh, I just couldn't get it in time. I only thought of it too late, huh? One uh, of those Amazon purchases that arrive after you need them, and therefore you hate them all the more. Yes, I understand. Where's me jumper, said mm. the Sultans of Ping. <laughs> oh, right, so there we this go. is oh, he's unbelievable. Just uh, another one to add to the catalogue of Brian's weirdly specific Irish memories. It's like he spent eighteen months in the, in a country that exact eighteen yeah, month yeah. period. That's what he's it's all about. That's it, man. I got ninety two on lockdown, baby. <laughs> <All right>? so, <laughs> and I watched. Hey, serious business. I watched on the flight over. I never knew this documentary was made. I watched Finding Jack Charlton, the movie. Oh, yeah. You guys seen that? You guys Absolutely. seen that? Yeah, yeah, Unbelievable, yeah. man. So I lived through all that stuff. I remember all that very, very well. But anyway, uh, World Cup. Well, so personally, so when my lovely bride, Candace, who's here, we, um, yeah, she made it, right? Yeah, <laughs> give her a round of applause. Yeah, Candace. Candace getting the biggest cheer of the night. All right? And all she's doing is sipping wine out of a paper cup back there, right? <laughs> uh, but, uh, and happily doing so, I might add, too. Um, we lived in Oakland, California, before we moved back home to the hometown of Mill Valley. And our neighbor was a, the most lovely woman you'd ever want to meet ever. And her name was Veronica. And she was from Brazil. Okay. Right. Uh, then we, and, and we got immersed in Brazilian football culture with her, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So then we moved back to Mill Valley. And I get back into my youth sports coaching. And I meet a fellow basketball coach who is this wonderful man named Athos Oliveira. Uh, and, and he played pro basketball in his home country of... Brazil. Brazil. I, I feel way too much positive energy and vibe surrounding Brazil. I hate that they're number one because when you take them, you're like, well, duh, they're number one in FIFA <laughs> in the world, right? But I got to ride with Brazil. I got to. It's their time. It's been a while, hasn't it now, guys? 2002. Hasn't it? It's been a while yeah, now. It's been yep. a while. And I got no problem with them dancing, by the way. Dance away, no. baby. <laughs> As Van Halen would say, dance the night away. All right? So um, I'm riding with Brazil. They're the classiest bunch. It's their time. Uh, uh, you know, a little too many sort of hiccups along the way. Mm-hmm. You guys okay with the canary yellow, or is that too obvious? 
No, you, okay? I just love that, that, that you can make this phrase riding with Brazil sound so natural <laughs> and cool. And that's what I'm all about. By the way, let me ask you guys a question. When they appeared on my TV, I tweeted this. I said, is this, is this the most iconic uniform in world sport? It actually might be, yeah. Is up there. Yeah, yeah. What about those times when they actually come out in the blue? You're like, what the? What yeah, the this is. <laughs> this is not what we paid for. Yeah, Ryan, yeah, I paid to see the damn canary yellow. Yeah, <laughs> Listen, you've gone out in a limb there, dark horses Brazil to win the world. <laughs> Listen, it's been amazing having you over. U.S. Murphy, yeah, everybody, on, come, everybody. On, come, come on, come on. High five! High five! Yay. Oh, we nailed that! Oh, what did I say? Isn't everyone feeling a little more? festive after that but I'm just glad after the whole Aaron Judge fiasco we got Brian back in time to watch the 49ers destroy the Buccaneers Tom Brady's Buccaneers that I think he flew back yes. on the, and then later that day that match was on it certainly was the same weekend anyway yeah flew, no, flew back mm-hmm. with Erlingus on Saturday uh, left Dublin 12.30 landed in San Francisco at 3 uh, 3 hours later Three at three thirty or something. He like didn't that. land three hours later. They're, they're not flying so over. <laughs> no, of course he didn't. But uh, what I'm telling you is, on yeah, it feels like it's only three yeah. hours later. Yeah. You get up in the morning, you have your breakfast, you hop in a plane at half twelve, yeah. you get yeah. out yeah. at three thirty. Yeah, and yes, on the the following night, Brock Purdy took now, down. Now, we just say Tom Brady. Brady everyone knows Tom Brady. With Brock Purdy prejudice. is a twenty-two year. Yes. he's not. He's twenty-three. I was just checking his age. He turns twenty-three today. Happy birthday, Brock Purdy. Wow. Mr. Irrelevant was this guy's Happy rather birthday, harsh indeed. nickname until recently. Yes. Now, it's not that his nickname is Mr. Irrelevant necessarily. It's basically he was picked dead last in the NFL draft. So every team had the pick of every college player that put their name up for the draft. This guy was the last name picked by the San Francisco 49ers. And this is a tradition dating back, I think, to the mid-80s, where uh, a newspaper uh, journalist decided to go and interview the last uh, uh, picked player in the NFL draft. And the the headline of ah, that piece was Mr. Gotcha. Irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, kind of the story, yeah. the story behind the Oh, that's the, unfortunate. The so everybody in, in that NFL position. Draft. By the way, being picked in the NFL draft so, is yes. an unbelievable achievement, o- open only to a tiny percentage exactly. of sports people who come through, come through and you get called Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. If you're second and last, you're just not n- noticed. Yeah. Yeah, if you're second last, you're a professional uh, American football player, at least for a couple of months until your new club cuts you. I mean, it's the guy who's dead last that's Mr. Irrelevant. Um, so it's an unbelievable story, like genuinely unbelievable. And the way things are going, San Fran are already in the playoffs. Uh, he's going to be playing playoff ball. Maybe mm-hmm. even the Super Bowl. Oh, is that too crazy a dream I don't know. for Mr. I, Irrelevant? I just hope he... I, I uh, hope, like I've Jimmy G, things. he hasn't also gotten injured by the time this podcast has gone out in the, in the time between <laughs> us recording. This uh, is actually going out. But anyway, there he was. Going mm. back to the day U.S. Murphy arrived back in San Francisco, there was Mr. Mister Relevant, Brock Purdy, owning Tom Brady, a man almost literally twice his age, and owning the 49ers stadium with his parents watching in tears in the stand. This clip starts with a shot of Brady, which obviously you won't see, so I'll just exp- explain the visuals here. Brady sitting on the sideline looking like he's chewing on lemons. They're chanting Purdy, by the way. Brock Purdy chance in Santa Clara. I feel like I'm in a scene of Rudy. The mom and dad are having a moment right now. This is this is pretty special to watch. I mean, can you even imagine? I can't. Seriously. I mean, 
Tom Brady is 22 years, 146. Oh, I'm telling you, if he hadn't got him back for that, we wouldn't. Know. He might not have come over the next time. As things stand, I think we we could have more US Murph at the Liberty Hall. That's pretty much it, Kieran. Thanks so much. Thank you, Owen. Thank you very much, and I trust it all is well in the McDevitt household over Christmas. Thanks, everyone. The Second Captain's Podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network. If you want ad-free podcasts, and plenty of them, do sign up to the World Service on secondcaptains.com for only five euro a month plus five. That's the second time it's gone off. They never go home, they never go home, they never go home, those, those, those boys. The second captain's world service. It is not war and death and famine, it's not that at all. It's the opposite of that, it's to persuade us of the world outside of that. That's why sport's important. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.